Welcome to the Baptist Pulpit. This podcast is designed to introduce to the audience Baptist preachers, both living currently in America or across the world, and also to introduce classic speakers, men of the past. There were Baptist preachers that have inspired men like myself for years to preach the Word of God. And they also, through their preaching, highlight Baptistic principles. Hello and thank you for listening to the Baptist Pulpit. Our featured speaker for today is missionary Bill Hardecker. He is a missionary to the Philippines and is sent out from Mount Zion Baptist Church in Brogue, Pennsylvania. Bill grew up in the Philippines and was reached through a national pastor, Joey Guerrero, in Angelo City, Philippines. Pastor Joey Guerrero is now in heaven. He passed away in about 2008 or 9. And Bill was saved under his ministry and then went off to Bible college. At Bible college, he met his wife, who was a pastor's daughter. Her dad pastored in Brogue, Pennsylvania. His name was Dr. Randy Starr. And so after graduation, they were married, Bill and Marcia, and they went back to work under her father. And then God clearly called him back to the Philippines in 2015. And so he went over there in 2015 and established a church in 2016. Pray that this message will be a blessing to you today as you listen to it. Well, let's pray, and and then we'll begin our study on Psalm number 73. But let's open with a word of prayer. Manalangin muna tayo bago ang lahat. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity that we have to study the Word of God. We thank you, Lord, that uh, even though uh, the weather is bad, that we were able to make it to church. And uh, uh, we certainly pray for others that are in transit. Uh, that they'll be protected, Lord, and that they'll be able to make it. Uh, we do pray, Lord, for those that are sickly among us. Pray for your healing touch upon them, Lord. And we also pray, God, that uh, we would uh, look into the Word of God and derive great strength and power through the Word of God. And your Holy Spirit speaking to our hearts, instructing us in the Word of God. And we ask that you bless us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. All right, well, nasa book three na tayo. We are now in book number three, and the first psalm in book number three is Psalm 73. And we know that the next uh, 11 psalms are going to be Asaphic psalms. Uh, and so we begin with the first Asaphic psalm in book three. Uh, certainly not the first Asaphic psalm. In the entire book of the Psalms, because Psalm 50 is the first Asaphic Psalm uh, in book number two. And so, but anyway, book three, 
Psalm 73, it says here in verse number one, a psalm of Asaph. And so we know who Asaph is from last week. We talked about how he was a Levite, he was a seer, and uh, he was a psalmist. And so uh, David appointed him. Now, uh, Asaph lived during the time of Saul, but Saul had uh, no concern about tabernacle worship. And uh, we, uh, we saw how David installed Asaph as the chief musician uh, at age 30. And uh, age 30 was the, the, the age that priests uh, were able to minister in the tabernacle and subsequently in the temple as well. And Asaph also lived during the time of King Solomon. And how at the foundation of the temple of Solomon, Asaph was 74 years old. And he was able to use his gifts and talents and abilities to lead the choir, the congregational singing, and the music, musical instruments. And the one musical instrument that Asaph uh, uh, made sure uh, to play was the cymbal. And so... Uh, uh, interesting character, Asaph, we learned about last week. Well, uh, today we'll go into the first Asaphic psalm in book number three. And uh, this, is a, uh, um, this is a very uh, interesting psalm. And it addresses the, the problem of God's justice. And so the question is, If God is just, or if God is so good, then how come there's evil in this world? Hmm. A lot of atheists and secularists and uh, doubters and scoffers look at uh, the Christian who believes in the Bible, and they ask that question. If your God is so good, then why do bad things happen to good people? Why is there evil in this world? I mean, if God's real, if God is in control and sovereign, why sin is allowed to continue in this world? Hmm. This is what the theologians call a theodicy, the problem of God. And so... Psalm 73 challenges us to think differently uh, and to allow the Word of God to transform our minds. So, yung ganitong pagtuturo, ay, ay, um, uh, at makikita natin sa Psalm 73, na kailangan talagang palitan yung isip natin ng salita ng Diyos. Kasi, Napakatindi ng subject ng 73. Kung ang Diyos ay mabuti at ang Diyos ay kataas-taasan sa lahat at namumuno sa lahat, bakit may kasamaan sa mundo natin? Bakit yung tilang masasama ang lumulung, uh, lumulungsod at yung mga mababait at yung mga um, may takot sa Diyos ay hindi nagwawagi? So, ito ang psalm na nagbibigay pansin 
sa hustisya ng Diyos na kung ang Diyos ay tunay na hustisya at mabuti at makapangyarihan sa lahat, bakit may kasalanan at kasamaan sa mundong ito? At kailan ba ito itutuwid ng Diyos? And so, Asaph wrestled with the thought of the justice of God. So verse number one, it says, Truly God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. So Asaph begins with this challenge. God is good. That's his uh, confession. That's his belief. That is uh, Asaph's conviction. God is good. He's good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. So when he says Israel in the first line, he's implying those that have a clean heart in the second line. He's talking about those who are saved, those who truly believe in Jehovah, those who are truly converted in their heart. So in essence, a believer believes that God is good no matter if the world is in sin if the world has wickedness it doesn't matter the the important truth to remember is that God is good now the challenge of Psalm 73 is that we ought to believe in the goodness of God regardless of the situation can you say that God is good even in t- trying times even in times where wickedness abounds or hardship abounds uh, to be able to say with integrity of heart truly God is good that is the challenge of Psalm 73 yung masasabi natin tunay na ang Diyos ay mabuti bagamat Punong-puno tayo ng mga pagsubok. Bagamat punong-puno ang mundo ng paghihirap. Punong-puno ang mundo ng kasamaan. Na masasabi natin, gaya ng sinasabi ni Asaph, tunay na ang Diyos ay mabuti. Yan ang hamon ng Psalm 73. Ito ang hamon ng bawat mananampalataya. This is the challenge for every believer to be able to say, truly God is good. But notice quickly in verse number two that Asaph almost backslid. Tingnan mo naman sa verse number two kung gaano kadali na muntik na ma, uh, mag-apostasize si Asaph. Almost at the brink of apostasy, Asaph says in verse number two, but as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped, for I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. So Asaph is not immune to world suffering and to the question of the justice of God. Asaph wrestled with what he saw. I know God is good, but man, wicked wickedness and wicked people are prospering. How is it possible that God is good but yet the wicked still prosper? Oh, Asaph said, 
my feet were almost gone, almost at the brink of apostasy and backsliding. Let me tell you something. All throughout the Bible, lahat ng mga ginamit ng Diyos ay kasing hina ni Asaph. Si sa isip natin, yung mga Bible Christians, yung mga Bible characters, ay punong-puno ng pananampalataya at hindi sila nagbabackslide. Pero yan ba ang testimony ng Bible? No. Mas marami tayong example ng mahihina na mga tao na ginagamit ng Diyos kaysa sa mga malalakas na tao na ginagamit ng Diyos. Name them. Name any Bible character that God used in a special way and every one of them demonstrates the possibility of backsliding. Every one of them. You think about Abraham. How he was the father of many nations. Biro mo si Abraham. Now, Did Abraham demonstrate weakness? Over and over again, he demonstrated weakness. What about Moses? Huh? The liberator of Israel. I mean, God used him to, to send the ten plagues to Egypt and crack open the, dead sea, uh, the, the Red Sea. Not the Dead Sea, the Red Sea. <clears throat> But Moses... Uh, failed. He uh, smote the rock twice instead of speaking to the rock and disobeyed the Lord. Uh, you name any Bible character and we're always reminded they are weak. You look at uh, the Apostle Peter. Tingnan mo si Peter. Ilang beses na nag-backslide si Peter. Noong sabi niya, Lord, gusto kong lumakad sa dagat. <laughs> and so, tinawag siya ng Diyos, you come. Uh, and tapos tumapak siya sa tubig. Wala nang iba pang apostle na nakapaggawa ng ganun maliban lang kay Peter. Pero nung nakita ni Peter yung bagyo, yung wind, and yung alon, tinanggal niya yung mata niya kay Jesus Christ at siya ay lumubog. And then of course, later, Noong sinabi niya, hindi kita tatanggihan, <laughs> sabi ni Peter kay Jesus. You remember Peter said, uh, I will not deny you. <laughs> And Jesus said before the cock crow, try, uh, at night you will have denied me three times. And so Peter backslid And There he was, a fishing, instead of fishing for souls of men and doing the work of the ministry. Jesus had to restore him again. And then I don't know if you know this, but in the book of uh, in, uh, Galatians, Paul had to rebuke Peter because Peter was being racist against Gentile believers. So sa tanda ni Peter, nagbackslide pa rin siya sa pananaw niya, sa mga hintil na mananampalataya. And so he had to be rebuked by Paul. Paul uh, is a choice missionary. I can't think of a, a more powerful missionary than the Apostle Paul. But even Paul had a thorn in the flesh. And he asked God three times, 
To remove the thorn in the flesh. Why? Because it was his weakness. You know, Asaph was the same way. We think of him as a Levite, as a seer, as a psalmist. We think of these Bible characters as great men, and certainly in his regard, he must have been a great man, but he is also a weak man. He was a weak man. And so, ang punto nito ay wag tayong magmataas. Dahil lahat pala ng mga alagad ng Diyos ay mahihina. And so we have to be very, very careful of that. So may mga nagtuturo na imposible daw sa mga Kristiyano ang magkasala ng ganito tapos bumagsak and so on and so forth. That's not true. Posible po sa atin ang magkasala ng iba't ibang uri ng mga kasalanan at mag-backslide. It is possible for Christians to get weak and to backslide and we have to be very careful about that. And this is a reminder of that. So, verse number 4 uh, to verse number 12 is the prosperity of the wicked. So, tingnan mo yung Psalm 73 verse number 4. For there are no bands in their death, but their strength is firm. This is basically the perspective of Asaph concerning the prosperity of the wicked. This is how the wicked prosper. Man, there are no bands in their death. It's not like they die in waves. They just, it's like it takes a while for them to die. Their strength is firm. Uh, they are not in trouble as other men. Well, of course, they, they, they can lie and cheat and lie and cheat their way out of anything. They don't get in trouble. They don't care about telling the truth. And so they're not in trouble as other men. Neither are they plagued like other men. Verse 6, Therefore pride compasseth them about as a chain. Violence covereth them as a garment. You see, they can use violence at times. Now, that's not so with a believer. That's not so with a Christian. We cannot turn to violence. But the wicked can. Their eyes stand out with their with uh, with uh, their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than heart could wish. Man, when you think of the prosperity, the wicked, they can have whatever they want: wine, beer, anything they want. <clears throat> they are corrupt and speak wickedly concerning oppression and speak loftily. They set their mouth against the heavens and their tongue walketh through the earth. They speak against God. They make fun of God. Talk about the Lord. Therefore his people return hither and the waters are a full cup are wrung out to them. And they say, how doth God know? And is there knowledge in the most high? See, this is the mindset of the wicked. God, does God know what's going on? Is God really most high? If He is, then how come we're a lot, we can just do whatever we want? No, uh, your God is made up. Your God is weak. And we can do whatever we want. We can have whatever we want. Behold, these are the ungodly who prosper in the world and they increase in riches. Well, you see, <clears throat> they prosper. So again, uh, uh, Asaph returns to his personal reflection in verse 13. Tingnan mo yung isip ni Asaph. Verily, I have cleansed my heart in vain and washed my hands in innocency. 
For all the day long have I been plagued and chastised every morning. So they, uh, Asaph was plagued with the idea, hey, I'm, I'm trying to serve the Lord. I'm trying to do my best. And it's not working for me. If I say I will speak thus, behold, I should offend against the generation of thy children. When I thought to know this, it was too painful for me until, until I went into the sanctuary of God. That's where Asaph found uh, a heavenly perspective. It's when he entered into the sanctuary of God. The temple or the tabernacle of David or the, in Solomon's time, the temple of the Lord. Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then understood I their end. Let me say something. <clears throat> Kaya importante na mag-church kasi pag nung pumasok si Asaph sa sanctuary ng Panginoon, na, napalitan yung isip niya ng salita ng Diyos. Nakita niya yung mga problema niya, hindi sa sarili niyang pananaw, kundi sa pananaw ng kaitaas-taasan. Asaph saw his problems from the perspective of God. When he entered into God's sanctuary, Asaph's mind was transformed through the perspective of God. And so, this is how it works. We are believers, New Testament born-again Christians. God desires us to be in church every Sunday, worshiping the Lord, learning the Bible, because when you come to church to worship the Lord and learn the Bible, it changes your perspective. It changes your mind. And so the mind that has been inundated with uh, this problem of theodicy, the mind that has been challenged by the prosperity of the wicked, where else are you going to find solution to this problem? The church house, the sanctuary of God, where you hear the word of truth being proclaimed and taught so that your mind and your perspective becomes biblical. Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then understood I their end. Wait a minute. And so it begins to change in verse 17. God's justice begins to be affirmed. Look at verse number 18. So ito na ngayon sa verse 18, nagbago na yung pananaw ni Asaph. Ngayon meron na siyang biblical na pananaw dahil nga dumalaw siya sa templo o sa tabernacle ng Diyos. At nabalitan na yung isip niyang mali. Uh, verse number 18. Surely thou didst set them in slippery places. Ay, yung palang masasama ay nasa madulas na lugar. Akala ko sila ay okay. Akala ko sila ay prosperous. Yun pala, sila ay nasa slippery places. Well, I thought the wicked was in a prosperous place. No, they're not. They're actually in slippery places. Thou castest them down into destruction. Oh, they're, they're going to be cast down into destruction. How are they brought into desolation? These are not good words. I mean, I thought the wicked was prospering, but man, this is destruction. This is desolation. As in a moment, 
Sa isang moment lang, they are utterly consumed with terrors. At katakot-takot talaga yung mga hindi ligtas. Biro mo, kung hindi ka born again believer, saan ka, saan ka hihingi ng tulong sa, sa panahon ng kapighatian? An unbeliever has no recourse to God. They'll be consumed by terror. This is not a believer. A believer has the Lord. We go to the Lord for help. And God certainly helps the believer. But what about the unsaved? Oh, they're slippery places. They're down to destruction. They're brought into desolation. And hey, you can have your money. You can have the finest money. You can have the finest technology. You can have the finest doctor. But if God takes your life, it's over. Verse 20, as a dream. Their life is just a dream. You know, the character trait of a dream is evanescent. Ibig sabihin, panandalian lang. Parang panaginip lang yung buhay nila. Masarap buhay, pero panandalian lang, tapos nakakalimutan. It's like a dream. When one waketh, so, O Lord, when thou awakest, thou shalt despise their image. Naku, lagot sila sa Panginoon. Dahil hahatulan sila ng Diyos, kasuklam-suklam sila sa Diyos. Iyan ang tunay na kalagayan ng mga wicked. So, kinokorekt na ng Panginoon yung pananaw ni Asaph patungkol sa wicked men. Hindi pala sila prosperous. Sila ay paparusahan ng Diyos. Kaya huwag ka dapat maingit sa mga hindi saved, sa mga hindi ligtas. Kahit na sila ay successful sa mata ng tao, hindi sila successful sa mata ng Diyos. Verse number 21 <clears throat> is again Asaph's personal reflection concerning what he just experienced. Now that his perspective has changed, now he is repentant. And remember, repentance always brings renewal. So Asaph changed and repents. Verse 21, Thus my heart was grieved, and I was pricked in my reins. This is a description of repentance. So foolish was I and ignorant, I was as a beast before thee. So, eto yan. Asaph had to admit, I was foolish. Man, I was like a, a, a dumb animal. <laughs> a beast. <laughs> I was grieved and pricked in my heart, in my reign, my insides. Yung reins nga dyan, ibig sabihin, kidneys. <laughs> Baka naapektuhan pa yung kanyang kalusugan dahil sa stress. <laughs> But verse 23, Nevertheless, I am continually with thee. And thou hast holden me by my right hand. So yung pala, hindi ako binitawan ng Diyos. Kahit na muntik na ako mag-backslide, hindi ako binitawan ng Diyos. Verse 24, Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel and afterward receive me to glory. Oh, what a precious verse 24 is. Sa buhay, may gabay. Sa kamatayan, tatanggapin ka ng Diyos sa kanyang kaluwalhatian. This is precious verse. In life, God will guide you. And in death, 
God will receive you into his glory. That is the prosperity of the believer. Verse number 25, Whom have I in heaven but thee? Oh, so ngayon, yung pananaw talaga ni Asaph, na, 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 naiwasto ng Diyos at napunta sa tama. At nakita ni Asaph, sino ba sa langit uh, ang meron ako maliban lang sa Diyos? And so, he's bringing honor and glory to God after his repentance. And uh, he has a right perspective of God. Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon earth that I desire beside thee. And so you see, Asaph begins to think right and believe right again. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Isn't that the testimony of every Christian, of every believer? My flesh and my heart faileth. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Hey, you know what? <clears throat> Christianity is the history of people who say, My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart. We are not great because of ourselves. No, every good pastor How many hundreds and hundreds and thousands of good pastors have been in the history of God's churches ever since the church in Galilee all the way down to our churches were not great because of great pastors. All these great pastors, their heart, their flesh and their heart fails them. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. It's not that we have great men, we have a great God. It's not that Asaph is so good. No, it's God. <laughs> Truly, God is good. <laughs> you see? Uh, it's not that we have great missionaries. We like to think of the history of missions. We think about William Carey, Adoniram Judson, C.T. Studd. We just think of great missionary endeavors. Uh, but every one of them would tell you, my flesh and my heart faileth. But God is the strength of my heart, you see. We learn this truth from the Psalm 73. The flesh and heart fails, but God will never fail. God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Now, I hope you can be able to say that. <clears throat> so, it's not that we're so great and we have great churches. We have powerful churches. I think of the church uh, uh, at Antioch. I think of the church at Ephesus, such a significant church in the New Testament. The church at Ephesus received eight books of the Bible. Biro mo yung church ng Ephesus, sinulatan ng Diyos, walong beses. That's a powerful church, a 40-year-old church, but they lost their first love. No, they didn't. They left their first love. The Bible says left. They didn't lose it. They left it. What happened? Well, their heart flesh and their heart failed. But God called them to repent in Revelation chapter 2, you see. It's not that churches are great. It's God is great. It's not that people are great. It is God that's great. And so the psalm teaches us, don't trust in the flesh and heart. Trust in the God, in God. 
Verse 27, For lo, they that are far from thee shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all them that go a-whoring from thee. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord that I may declare all thy works. And so we close this with the challenge. <clears throat> we have to uh, trust in the Lord and obey his word. And in the middle of our struggle, in the middle of our uh, life, we have to continually say, truly God is good. And uh, really believe that with our heart. To be able to say, truly God is good, is the challenge for the believer who is living in this old world of sin. Let's bow for a word of prayer and ask God to bless us. And Father in heaven, we thank you for the perspective of Asaph, who's very much like all of us, just weak in heart and, and flesh, just fail, fail, failure in heart and flesh. But help us, Lord, to reflect upon the truth that Asaph came upon when he went into the sanctuary of God. Help us to get to the place of worship in our Bible reading, in our uh, hearts, and especially on Sundays in the Lord's house where we could be challenged by the word of God and have our minds and uh, thoughts and affections and our conscience trained by the word of God. We ask that you'd bless us, Lord. We love you and thank you for this, these truths in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Baptist Pulpit. 2 Timothy chapter 4 says, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant, in season, out of season. Reprove. Rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. We pray that through the challenging preaching of the Word of God today, that you will be encouraged to stay faithful in preaching the Word and hearing the Word. Lester Roloff many years ago said, The world's greatest need is preaching preachers. Let's pray that in this day and this hour, We will stay faithful to the preaching of Jesus Christ. Thanks again for listening to the Baptist Pulpit.